0: This is TL Talk Radio, Season 2, Episode 1. Welcome to TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funyhatton and Randy Zickenfoos, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Zickenfoos.
1: And I'm Lynn Funyhatton. Good afternoon, Randy. Good
0: afternoon, Lynn. It is very good to be here. After our first season of 20 episodes, we're here to do a second season of at least 20 episodes.
1: Yes, I'm really excited about season two. Now we are going to be able to get into a groove, and we're going to focus a lot of innovation this year. And it makes a lot of sense, because tonight we're going to talk about a key component of leadership, innovation. And we're going to talk about some of the ideas from Dr. Keith Sawyer's latest book, Zig Zag. The Surprising Path to Creativity, where he talks about eight stages of creativity and explains that the road to innovation is a zigzag process. So we're making some connections to what that's going to look like in our district.
0: All right. And the purpose of this podcast episode then is to go through, just very briefly, an overview of these eight stages. So the first stage in Dr. Sawyer's book is called Ask. You ask, we ask, when we are creative and innovative. So creativity starts with a penetrating research question. These questions oftentimes reflect a vision, and in our case, it's gonna be a vision for teaching and learning in the classroom. Asking good questions means you're looking for good problems to solve, always open to and seeking new inspiration. We know where we're going, but we are always receptive to new questions. Things such as, what if we had students asking more questions? What if our classrooms were based on this student inquiry? What if our students were more engaged in project-based learning? What if there was more student voice in learning outcomes? So those are some ideas of what kinds of questions we might start with in terms of being creative and innovative. What's our second stage?
1: So the second stage is learn, and this is where we really have to master our domain. And I think as a district, we put a lot of emphasis on professional development because we value those learning opportunities. In addition to offering district professional development like cohorts and summer academy, we also support personalized learning for stakeholders um, through both our collective bargaining agreement and the opportunity for er teachers to earn choice hours and opt out of district face-to-face days Teachers may attend conferences, they can view webinars, they can visit other teachers to learn and process together. Um, This year we're looking forward to getting a group of teachers together, and this group of teachers will process new ideas together, ask questions as you emphasized uh, just a couple of moments ago, and read some different books based on innovation. So um, looking forward to having that time for us to learn and master our domain uh, together.
0: So after we've asked some really interesting and engaging questions and we've learned uh, some new things and expanded our knowledge, we then want to look to our surroundings. We want to be mindful and aware of our surroundings. You see what you expect to see, but you also look for new things, the unusual and the surprising. This exposes us to new experiences which bump against each other and they create opportunities for even more new questions and new learning. Many times what we observe are those uncommon dots, those ideas that are not yet mainstream but can be catalysts for moments of brilliant creativity and innovation.
1: And once we look around and we find those ideas and those uncommon dots, we have to play with them a little bit. We have to interact with them and we have to enjoy ourselves as we free our mind for that imagination and fantasy to lead the unconscious and unchartered territory and become creative and find innovative solutions to the questions that we're asking. Um, we have to think of play as this period of incubation where the ideas float around in our heads and lead to something that we didn't imagine previously. So we need to really take that time.
0: Yeah, and if you think of some of the times where you've come up with some creative, imaginative solutions to problems, they oftentimes happen in the most unusual of places and circumstances, and they almost always don't happen When you really want them to happen, you have to sort of disconnect yourself, think about doing some other things or go do some other things, and oftentimes those solutions will pop into mind. So our next stage is think. So as you ask, learn, look, and play, you're filling your mind with all sorts of new ideas, new questions, and you're thinking about these new ideas. Some of those are getting tossed away because maybe they're, Inferior, or they just don't work for your particular context. And others then rise to the top as great ideas. And those are the things that you think about, uh, sifting and sorting through those uh, different ideas. And then you generate endless possibilities and more and more ideas. And the more ideas, the more that you think, the better.
1: Absolutely. And there are some great thinking routines and protocols that we can use for brainstorming ideas and solutions. So maybe that's something that we'll share with the group as we get to start it and work with them this year in innovation. So looking at the next step, which um, Keith Sawyer identifies as Fuse, combining the ideas and developing ideas and making connections to what we already know And as masters of our domains, we have insight that no one else has. So we need to harness that expertise as well as connect to other experts in the field and bounce ideas together, look for these unexpected combinations, and realize that an idea is going to emerge as a combination of many ideas and that creative life doesn't box into concepts, into separate compartments. It refuses them and it fuses them back together until you come up with an idea that is Um, meets the needs of your problem and is feasible for your your group and your resources.
0: So you've tinkered around and toyed around with various ideas, you've thought about them, you've fused them together, you've tossed out the not-so-great ideas and some of the better ideas have risen to the top. And now, before you get to the final stage it's time to choose something to do. And not all ideas and combinations of ideas are right for your purposes and your particular context. And this is sort of where you have to start to think a little bit too about which ideas you're going to choose. Ideas oftentimes create tension and there comes a time when you have to figure out what is the best one for moving forward. And it's essential in that process that you come up with some criteria. What are the right criteria for your situation, for critiquing and selecting what are the best ideas and then discarding those that prove to be inferior, awkward, or just a plain waste of time.
1: <laughs> yes, everybody knows we do need to use our time valuably. So finally, looking at, you know, making or building off that chosen idea, the idea that you selected, and continuing to repeat the process and revisit the process, and that it's an iterative process. Um, this process is very much tied to design thinking and that maker culture. You know, very Very rarely is anything finished with a first draft. We have to work the process and be open to the fluidity of ideas. Um, Throughout the process, we have to be willing to collaborate with others and build off our chosen idea to develop it further to actually implement. And thinking about the design and innovative process, we know that there's power in multiple perspectives um, so that we can fuse our ideas, choose among them, build on what we like, and um, continue to to work that process. And this year with a group of innovators, we're hoping that these innovators will be our, our makers, that this group will read and explore and learn and play and create and then finally implement these innovative ideas.
0: So this process as it's presented in the book is obviously a linear process since most books are linear. So we get the first section of ask, then learn, then look, then play, then think, then fuse, then choose, and finally make. However, life isn't always linear. So that's why the title has the phrase zigzag in it. It doesn't have to be a linear process. Uh, for example, one of the connections that I make to this was um, this afternoon I got a Sphero. Amazon delivered my Sphero, which is a, uh, a programmable <laughs> plastic uh, translucent ball that you can uh using some programming languages, uh, tell it to do certain things. So having never used this before, uh, I took it out of the box and I read the directions, so I was learning how to actually use this thing. And as a result, I moved to asking myself some questions, uh, such as, what might this be used for? Um, How might students learn to program this? How might students learn from programming this. And then I looked around my surroundings and I saw some steps with some carpeting and then I wondered, could I possibly program this to go up or down the steps? I have no idea and I haven't had that much chance to play with it, but you can see how the creative, innovative process of using this new device, really not reading any directions or knowing anybody who's done anything with this before, my mind is going through these phases, but not necessarily in the way that we presented them here, that they're presented in the text, but the creative and innovative process has this zigzag format where it can sort of step forward and step back, so progress and regress, and that's a really important point to remember about the creativity and innovation process. That's it uh, for the content of our podcast today, and each episode we leave you with a question or two to think about with an idea of provoking some conversation. So this week's question is how does your organization encourage innovation and what process do you follow? Can you give us an example of how you've been innovative in your organization and how do these steps that we've presented here and that are presented in the book, how do they connect to the process that you followed? Visit our blog at tltalkradio.org and leave a comment or a voicemail, or you can use the hashtag on Twitter, TLTalkRadio, and we'll share your ideas in a future episode or on our website. You can explore the show notes for additional links and resources to the items mentioned in this podcast, and you can access them again at tltalkradio.org. Well, Lynn, I think that's it for episode one of season two. Looking forward to many more around the topics of innovation and creativity.
1: Have a great night.